Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Unscrewed, the show that knows that real liberation includes sexual liberation. I'm your host, Jacqueline Friedman, and welcome to another Spare Parts episode of Unscrewed, where we bring you a little of this, a little of that, and get you in and out in 15 minutes or less. I want to start by giving a big shout out to new listeners, uh, especially those of you who found us through listening to Sex Gets Real. Had such a great time talking with Don Sarah about a whole host of things this weekend, and I'm glad you came by to check out the show. For those of you who are less familiar with the show, we do these quickie-sodes every other week. So I do listener questions, I do little rants, I play outtakes from the bigger shows, whatever I sort of feel like putting into these little mini episodes goes in. It's kind of a potluck. And then you'll get in-depth conversations on the other weeks. This week's quickie-sode is going to focus on two listener questions. Both of which really deserve time for in-depth answers, so we made space for them just to focus on these two. So let's get started. I got a couple of questions from y'all this week about stealthing, which is when a guy secretly takes off a condom in the middle of sex and tries not to let the person he's having sex with know that there's no more condom. So I got a couple of questions from y'all about that, and it just so happened that when I was on Sex Gets Real... The host, Don Sarah, asked me about stealthing because she had her own listener questions about it, too. So I'm just going to actually play a little sample from that conversation. For those of you who have literally just listened to that episode, the clip I'm going to play is about five minutes long. So if you don't listen to it again, you can just skip ahead and hear the next listener question after that. But for everybody else, here's the clip. You'll start by hearing Don Sarah reading a listener question. Another listener, Holly, wrote in about the exact same thing, saying, I've been seeing lots of stories this week about stealthing. It was in USA Today, HuffPo, the New York Post. And I find these articles useful because I never knew it had a name. I had a guy stealth me in college. It was a guy who I'd been dating for a month and we'd fucked a few times. So I thought he was cool. But then one night when I was writing him, He was wearing a condom and when we switched positions and he came back inside me, I noticed it felt different and I looked behind me and saw the condom on the sheets next to him. He had slipped it off when we changed positions without ever saying anything. I felt so uncomfortable that I made him drive me home 
And luckily I knew the risks so that I could get checked, but we stopped dating and I've felt violated ever since. Is this a popular thing that boys are doing now? Thanks, Holly. Uh, you know, what's funny to me about this, and I just want to say to Holly, like, good for you for setting that super clear boundary. And I'm, it's perfectly reasonable that you felt violation. It's a profound violation. Um, so I, I just want to acknowledge that up front. The interesting thing to me is that this is suddenly a trend story, I think, because somebody made up a name for it. Have you seen evidence that this is actually a practice that's on the rise or it's just that people are suddenly discovering it? Because men have been tampering with fucking condoms forever. Yeah, I mean, I've had that experience myself. So yeah, I don't think that it's new. um, But I think that what's kind of triggered this influx of articles is that um, there's a particular group who has recently said, like, we practice this and we don't think there's anything wrong with it. And so now everyone's picking up the story and freaking out and being super pissed as they should be. Um, But I think like suddenly someone has kind of said, like, we do this thing, we don't see the problem. And now everybody's like, uh, wow. And so now people kind of have a reason to talk about it. Welcome to the age of Trump. Uh, it doesn't seem that the timing is accidental that they should say, you know, we violate women and we're proud, you know, cause yeah. that's who we elected to the white house. Right. So, I mean, look, I'm just going to say this straight up. It seems clear to me that this is a form of sexual assault, that someone is doing something to your body either without acquiring your consent or in express violation of boundaries you've set. And There's nothing okay about it. And it's clearly, it's so crystal clear that it's a dominance display, right? Like, it's like, I can do to your body whatever I want, regardless of what you feel like, right? It's it's an active act of dehumanization, right? I, I know you want me to keep this condom on, but I'm taking it off. So I'm erasing you and what you want. That's what makes it such a profound violation, you know, let alone the risk of pregnancy and and disease transmission and all of that stuff. It's a deliberate act of dehumanization. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Like it makes me so angry and I can't imagine deciding that my pleasure is more important than someone else's entire life. To do that. I know, but I think it's actually worse than that, Dawn. I think the decision is, it pleases me to dehumanize this person. Yeah. Right. So it's not just this person's concerns about, you know, disease and pregnancy and and whatever don't concern me. My pleasure is more important than them. But I think for, especially with the kind of guy who's going to say, we do this and we're not ashamed. Right. Like Uh I, I, a lot of rapists, I'm just going to say it. Like it's a feature and not a bug that they don't have consent. Yeah. So it's, it's even beyond, I don't care. Right. It's, it's like, that is, that's appealing to this person. Yeah. Yeah, And like, and to think about that, it's just like, whether you're, you're doing it because you're afraid of the conversation or you're doing it because you genuinely are just a piece of shit. You want to dehumanize them and objectify them and do these terrible things. Like, it's just not okay on any level to, to do this. And 
I think like what's frustrating so many people is that in the comments, like never read the comments, I know, but like in the comments for so many of these articles are just tons and tons and tons of people defending the behavior as it's not that bad. There's worse things. It's not rape. And so like, well, not that bad for who, right? Like right. that's what I would say to that. It's not that bad for who I bet right. none of the people who are saying that are people who've had it done to them. Exactly. Right. So they don't get to fucking decide how bad it is. Yep. That's that's that all that argument is also dehumanizing. Yes. Y'all got that? If anyone is trying to tell you that there's nothing wrong with stealthing, what they are telling you is that they don't see their sex partners as human. You should believe them if they tell you that. The second of our duo of listener questions this week uh, is a lot less creepy. <laughs> it comes from listener Ashley. And Toby Hillmeyer, last week's brilliant guest for the new trans erotic episode, helped me help her out. Here is her question. Uh, I'm writing today with a question about a new relationship. My coworker set me up with her cousin a few weeks ago, and everything has been going great. He's super sweet and we get along. We appear to not be exactly on the same page politics-wise, but it's caused some great conversations that I think really helped him see a different point of view. Good on you, Ashley. <laughs> um... <laughs> The problem really lies in the sex. We had sex for the first time a few days ago, and not only was it quite quick, but not so great. I don't know that he's very experienced, which wouldn't be an issue, but appears to be here. I don't know if I should wait it out and see if it improves or just cut things off. It's weird when you add in that he's my coworker's cousin as well, so it could get sticky. Any advice for advocating for your pleasure, but also not just dumping someone completely because they aren't at your level sexually? Yeah, so I have a couple of thoughts about this. And I, I think, you know, one thing I just want to flag at the beginning is Ashley saying that this is the first time. It's it's just one instance. I think it's important to remember first time having sex with anybody, there's a lot of a learning how each other operate kind of yeah. way. So like things might just improve as you get to know each other more in sex how you get to like talk about what works for you what doesn't um i definitely have plenty of times where sex with someone for the first time doesn't work out so great but i think one thing to be cautious about is that guys are very often expected to know everything about sex and admitting that you don't know something is a vulnerability so it could potentially be a situation where he's not knowing what's going to work generally and is a little afraid to ask. And so being able to kind of like put that out there in a way where you can be like, oh, this is what works for me or I would like this. Having the chance to explain what works for you and walk someone through it, you know, it doesn't have to become clinical. You can make it a part of your your hot, sexy talk. And I would also say it doesn't have to be critical. Like, you yeah. could assume, and, and I think it basically is like assuming he's a decent person, that he wants to make you happy in bed, right? That if you're going to be lovers, that he, he wants to please you. And so if you work off that assumption then letting him know what he can do to better please you doesn't have to come across as criticism. It can be like, do you know what I love? I really love this. Or like, you know, if it was harder or slower or longer or shorter or whatever it is you need, you can tell him in a conspiratorial tone, like assuming he wants to know. 
Yeah. I think also noticing that the main complaint was that it was quite quick. It could be really helpful to have a conversation ahead of time. Maybe not on your second time, but like your fourth or fifth after you've talked about some of these other things to just be like, what is the expectation around how that's going to work out for your next time? Maybe you could slip that in just as a like, oh, I would really like to do X, Y, or Z. Reading in between the lines, I'm guessing quite quick means he had an orgasm and then decided sex was over. So if you start with things that won't give him an orgasm, make sure that there's an opportunity in there to have things that will focus on you. That could be helpful too. Agree. And the one thing I want to flag here is like, it is only going to be more awkward with your coworker's cousin the longer you let it go. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Right? You can't let the fact that you know someone he knows, like, affect. You have to try as hard as you can to, like, not let that make you not speak up for yourself. Because if you let this go, it's it's going to come to head eventually. Right? Like, or at least I, and- I hope it will. Because if you're not having satisfying sex, like, you deserve to speak up about that. And if he doesn't respond well, right, if he, if you try to, I think, Toby, that's a great idea to be like, let's do these other things first that aren't likely to lead to your orgasm. And he's like not interested in them or is really only interested in his own pleasure. Like for me, that's a no go. You're going to have to decide where your line is, but you deserve to have a partner who's interested in what you want. Yeah. And I think that definitely brings us to the other part of like, okay, what is the line for for where you're dumping someone? Because that's a part of this question, too. I think it's important to kind of let go of of two ideas that are floating around in our community where one, there's scarcity that like you can't leave this person because it might be hard to find someone else. I don't know if that's what's going through your head, but it can be really helpful to find ways to to emphasize to yourself that there's plenty of options out there and that you don't have to like settle for someone who's not working for you um, for fear of not finding someone else. And the second thing I really want to address is this idea of what is worth dumping someone over Mm. make sure that you're valuing yourself and that you're able to kind of like get what you want everything you're saying it sounds like you might not be super into this guy maybe he's nice maybe there are some good qualities about him but there's some things that you're disappointed about there's some things that are like not super compatible and and so it might be useful to ask yourself like how much are you into this relationship? Is it something that you like, can't wait to see him again? Or is it that, you know, he's okay and a nice guy and you got to teach him some things, but there's not really much compelling you? Because if you're just not that into him, there's no reason to force it. Ah, amen. Thank you again to Toby Hillmeyer. Make sure you check out last week's episode, New Trans Erotic, if you haven't had a listen yet. And also get her book, Nerve Endings. It is so good. And if you yourself have a sex or sexuality related question that you want me and a guest to help you out with, send them in. Email me at unscrewed at JacquelineFriedman.com. That's J-A-C-L-Y-N-F-R-I-E-D-M-A-N.com. You can also tweet me 
anything about the show, ideas for future shows, future guests, feedback on the show, whatever you got, tweet it at me using the unscrewed hashtag. And you can at me at Jacqueline F on Twitter and Facebook. On Instagram, I am Jacqueline Effable. And you can find the show notes for this and all of our other shows, as well as my writing, information about upcoming speaking engagements and how you can bring me to your community, uh, my books, all that good stuff at my website, which is JacquelineFriedman.com. You can find this podcast wherever fine podcasts are available, iTunes, Acast, Stitcher. While you're in iTunes, you know what to do. Give us five stars give us a little two sentence review. It makes such a difference. Tell your friends about Unscrewed. But whatever you do, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. This show is produced and edited by yours truly, Jacqueline Friedman. Our in and out music is by The Pink Tiles and our cover art is by Nicole Dodonna and was developed in collaboration with The Establishment who also developed the sound cues. Until next week, I'm wishing y'all safe and happy sex lives. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.